Welcome to The ACL Show, a podcast about value-based healthcare and the people who make it happen. The Alliday team members who spend the most time out in the field with our partner medical practices are the Practice Transformation Specialists, or PTS. For all the preventative health recommendations and data tools that Alliday comes up with, it is the PTS who works day-to-day with the physicians, nurses, and office staff to support them in being part of a successful, accountable care organization, or ACO. The PTS has to understand Allidate's population health goals and help the practices translate these ideas into enthusiasm and workflows to improve patients' health, taking into account the resources and needs of each individual primary care practice. For this show, we talked to two Allidate Practice Transformation Specialists to learn how they approach the challenging but critical job of helping medical providers adapt to this new model of healthcare. Produced by Aaron Wayne and Hannah Posner. And a special thank you to Pete Lesko for sound engineering. We are with Melissa Dunford, who is one of Allidate's Practice Transformation Specialists. And she is based in Appalachia. Thanks for joining us, Melissa. Hello. Thank you for having me. Melissa, this is Joe. Uh, thanks again for joining us. I, you know, what I'm most curious about are your thoughts on uh, changing behavior at the practice level, the stuff that you do day in and day out. How do you approach that going into a practice, knowing that you're going to have some, some potentially tough challenges ahead of you? Uh, you know, Joe, when I'm, Look back on my career so far as a PTS with Allidade, I um, kind of look a little differently on change management before entering the practices. Um, And the first change management skill that I had to implement was I had to change myself. Um, I came from healthcare and have been in healthcare for over 30 years as a nurse. And um, I worked in different areas of healthcare, um, had a lot of different roles in healthcare. But when I came to Allidade, I did not know what an ACO was myself. So the first thing that I had to do was change myself, that I had a better understanding of what our goals were with the um, with the ACO work, understand um, how how we're trying to change the landscape of healthcare. So once I began that change with with myself and improving myself and my skills related to ACOs, then I felt like I was better equipped to um, walk into a practice and begin to implement the steps of change that we have with Allidade. And what kind of skills do you think um, needed, needed improving in order to help someone else change? Um, the Skills um, to change someone else is um, understanding how the individual or the individuals, how they learn, um, where they are, their current state in, you know, within the practice with any of the initiatives, uh, just understanding the practices at their place where they are. And um, if, if, I, if it's me and I don't understand what the greater good is that I'm trying to change for, then it's harder for me to change. So trying to just understand that 
Um, I also had to learn um, listening skills. Um, you, you know, when I first started, I wanted to go in and be gung ho and say, you know, let's do this and and let's do that. But I had to step back and learn to listen. And then with that listening came the empathy that you have to understand that their work kind of goes beyond what you're trying to do for that day, what you're trying to accomplish for that day. And sometimes, it, you know, that, that empathy goes a long way in building those relationships. So the relationship building, patience, um, understanding the entire concept of the ACO and how it impacts not only the practice, but how it impacts me personally and how it impacts um, our nation's health care. So um, I kind of thought of it as a like a like a, a chain of change. Um, so the, the you know the first link on that chain for me is me that I have to change to understand um, you know why I'm doing the work that I'm doing, and then that next link in that chain is that practice. So that practice assessment to see where they are. Um, what tools we have within our day that can help them get to the next level. And if they succeed, then that impacts the ACO. And how do I get the practice to understand that they're part of a bigger picture, um, which is the ACO? So that, that, you know, the chain begins to build with that, that next link. And um, so the ACO has so many tools and so much knowledge from different backgrounds and different practices that that helps me, which helps the practice, which helps the ACO. And then um, I guess that, that next link is, is Allidade because Allidade provides me the tools to be able to um, implement an initiative, help a practice with um, learning while we're doing the annual wellness visits, how to do the annual wellness visits, how to do each step. Um, of our initiatives. And Allidade, that link is just keeping us tied into the policy changes and, you know, any changes with CMS so that we can bring back that knowledge to the practices. And I guess the next link is, um, you know, like national health care. How does me changing help the practice change? And then ultimately it changes um, our healthcare system, and then that, that final link links it back to me and my family and the communities in which our practices are in because that entire chain, you keep it tight, you keep your patients um, safe with, and having what they need within that chain. So everything kind of links back to me and me building the skills to be able to help the practices gain their skills and Above all, they, you have to believe in what you are doing so that you can help the practices believe that this work is beyond one more checkbox, one more list. It's, it's you are that, that link that ties all of healthcare and how we're going to change so that, you know, I have a 15-year-old that I want him to have healthcare. I want healthcare to be stable. And, you know, getting that understanding, that, that greater understanding helps drive that change and impact um, what I'm doing in the practices. There's a range of experience that goes into to folks who, who take this important role here at Allidade. Um how often do you draw on clinical skills? Um, because I think that 
you know, what you describe very eloquently seems like best, you know, best in class coaching or counseling or, or anything that involves listening and then helping folks get to a, empowering them to, to take action in their lives. Um, did you find that you drew on your clinical experience or clinical leadership experience in this, or did you have to bring on a whole new set of skills to do it? Um, I, I learned a lot from my clinical background um, as far as patient interactions and knowing um, how um, how patients work, what they're thinking. Um, I guess the greatest clinical skill that I brought to the table in this role was my experience with home care. I worked in home care for um, 10 years, and um, uh, a part of that was also in home care leadership. And what I was able to bring to the table was the perspective beyond the institutional clinical um, setting um, that you got to see patients in their own element and why there are so many hurdles for healthcare workers to have good outcomes because of, of the patient perspective and what the patient brings to the table. Um, so, you know, being able to see that patient in their element, um, for example, you can give the discharge instructions in the hospital and you have limited time. Those three minutes that you give to that patient to go over the discharge instructions, um, you feel like you've checked that box and you're sending them home. But when they get home, things are completely different in that environment. So that home health experience really helped me understand that more global picture of, you know, what the patient hurdles are. Melissa, we see more and more of the data of the work of ACOs where hospitalizations uh, get prevented, emergency departments visits get avoided. What's it like on the ground, though, when you see that change? Have you seen personally practices go from a point of view, not knowing what an ACAO is or what value it is to over time coming to see what's important about this? I think the greatest impact that I've seen on the on data that we are able to present to the practices is what happens outside their practice that they have never been able to see. Um, what they see in the practice is the patient comes in and it's basically the patient telling them, what has happened or where they've been and not really having that full understanding of how to explain that to a provider. So the biggest impact and the aha moment for a lot of our practices is, wow, we didn't even realize that was going on with this patient, but I'm trying to manage this patient and their health care and I really didn't even know that they were seeing the specialist or they um, were receiving these prescriptions from a, another entity. So that was an aha moment to say, this is, this is kind of beyond my walls, um, but I need to bring it back within my walls and get better control of managing the patients. You don't know what you don't know. And the more you know, the better you are able um, to do your job in the practice as just a single um, healthcare worker, um, the, the more you know, um, the more prepared you are to, to manage those patients. 
What have you found to be the biggest obstacle to, to uh, getting practices to that level that, that you're talking about? Um, you, you referenced data. You talked about those aha moments. What's the, what's the most common stumbling block um, that you found? Understanding that there's more to that practice than just the little piece of pie that we bring to the practice. Um, and, you know, they, they have an entire practice to manage day in and day out. And I may only be there once a week or once every two weeks. So getting beyond what their day-to-day duties are to add, you know, in their perception to add one more thing, that that's really difficult because we're, we're, we're not the only entity that they have to deal with day in and day out. Um, so I think it's just, it, it, it's, they have more in their practice management, so much more than um, just what our little, what our little piece is that we need to deliver to them. Okay, Melissa, thanks so much. We really appreciate the work you do out in the field and your insights on how to help us all move towards value-based care. We are delighted to be joined by Christy McLaughlin, and she is a practice transformation specialist in several of Allidade's accountable care organizations in northern Louisiana. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So this show is about highlighting the work that the practice transformation specialists do in particular around the challenges and successes in change management. So Christy, you're out there every day. You are really the, the tip of the spear in terms of the work in population health that a company like Allidade tries to do. How do you think about change management? Um, I think it's an everyday task. I think it's something that is not this um, you know, goal you can jump into and just really make change quick. Um, we do have some practices that are, you know, take it and in run and are find a lot of success really quickly. And then, you know, for the majority of practices, it's an everyday small change um, behavior. Um, so I think it's just one of those, you have to just have a lot of um, persistence and just support and keep them going and um, show them their progress and show them where we can continue to make improvement. And um, it's just that everyday work um, is how change management, I think, really works um, down at the level, you know, in the field. Christy, I'm always struck by the flexibility and resourcefulness of you and your colleagues among our uh, practice transformation specialists. What is, what's your go-to when you're first interacting with the practice? Like, how do you set the baseline of what that interaction is going to look like? Um, I think most important um, is to build the relationship. I think the relationship with the practice um, in the end really all the work that we do, it really is how, how we relate to the practice. So really open communication with all the staff um, in the practice, I think all the way from the provider down to front desk, I think it's really important that everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows the goals, everybody understands ACO work and value-based care. Um, So I think communication is a really big, which, you know, is, is really the relationship. Um, And I think just meeting the practice where they're at, you know, um, not everybody is able to do everything right away, and that's fine. Um, you know, really getting focused on what's going to make the biggest change um, 
look at what they're doing already, what they're successful at, um, and set really, you know, achievable goals for the practice. For some, that means outreaching to 20 patients a week on a wellness list or something. Um, for some, that means outreaching to one patient, you know, you got to start where they can be successful and then just build off of that success. And have you found that there are ways that it can be replicated um, in a standard manner, or is it just each practice is its own case and you have to do it very differently? (laughs) Good question. Um, (laughs) I think there's definitely different things for each practice that um, are unique to that practice. But I think overall, it's really about just partnering with a practice and showing them that you're there. I think that's the most consistent thing is knowing that you're on their team, um, that, you know, we, we always talk about this down in the teams down here, um, really like a training wheel, um, approach, like we'll do it first with you, then we'll do it together. And then, you know, you can do it alone. Um, and really just showing them that they are able to do these things. And, um, you know, we're right there. If they don't have time to do something, you know, we can help out, you know, that week that somebody's out or, you know, we're part of their team and we want them to see us that way. Um, it is a partnership. One phrase that, that I've heard used here uh, in our work in general, and I think that, that you all exemplify this, is service uh, for those who serve, you know, so that we're all working here so that people can deliver the best possible outcomes for their patients in their practices. And I've heard that applied to service industries more broadly. Um, how do you all think about that, uh, in particular, building your own team of people who are serving those who are serving out in the Allidade universe? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to remember, you know, we get caught up sometimes in numbers and workflows and, you know, but you think about that patient that's coming out of the hospital that's confused and doesn't understand their medication. And, you know, they call in the office because they don't understand and maybe they get somebody that's rude on the phone and then they feel like they shouldn't be calling and they don't, you know, and you have to remind sometimes, I think, have that conversation of, you know, my whoever got confused when they were coming out of the hospital and when they went to their PCP office and they were able to get everything straightened up, you know, that really helped them and that saved them from going in the hospital. And, you know, they got hooked up with the care manager and um, the care manager walked them through this process of going from the hospital to, you know, throughout the process, you know, kind of they go through these steps and having somebody on their side and feeling like their doctor's office is behind their back. I think um, it's really easy to get caught in all these silo things that are going on in offices, you know, whether it's a quality list or, you know, getting them in for a wellness or calling the patients that are coming to the ER and just remembering that these are, there's people on the other side that we're trying to really reach and, and help. And um, I think that's why it's so important that we focus on the high priority patients. Um, I think that that really, you know, if they have all these things that they have to be doing um, every day, all over the place, you know, for fee for service. And, you know, it's what they have to do now to survive and to stay in business. But um, those small changes are really focusing on those high priority patients and really paying attention to them. And if you can only call five people, call those five people, because that's going to make the biggest impact and teaching them that it's not another list of things to do. Like it's, it's these people that are high need, high priority that really need to come in and see you and need that support um, to stay out of the hospital. A company like ours that's growing fast, as soon as we get good at something, we set a new goal for ourselves. But have you found any part of your work getting easier as people out in the community understand more about value-based care so that you're less often having to come in and explain it from the ground up? 
Yes, it definitely is getting easier. I think, you know, I've gotten a few new practices this year. And when I first joined Allidate, I had some practices that had already been established before I came in um, that I just kind of took over. And I think the biggest thing that I have realized with that is as patients come in for a wellness visit, it's it's harder to convince them the first time. But once they come in and see the value and understand what it is, you know, outreaching to them the second time is not nearly as hard. Um, they understand it. You know, it's like when you take your kids to the doctor for a wellness visit, you don't even think twice. You just take them every single year because that's what we do with our kids. You know, that's how it should be with this with the the all the populations really and i think it's just learning and changing that behavior is also a, a big battle but it gets easier as they understand you know call the doctor's office we're here some of the things that we do here allidate are very simple things putting a poster up wearing a button that says call us first um, just reminding them that doctor's offices are there they don't have to go to an urgent care clinic to get you know something at 9 30 on a monday morning they can call the doctor's office um, you know the, the there's little changes. We always have this conversation in offices. Their hospitals, ERs, you know, they're marketing hard to get the patients to come in. Like we have to market for our own patients too. like come to us. And so those little changes make a big difference. Um, so I think Allidate is getting very good at that. The small things that make a big difference. And I, I love seeing the work that goes into that because it, it does make a difference for those patients, those phone calls, um, you know, we ran a program home for the holidays and um, it's it's l really a simple conversation. Hey, just a reminder, doctor's office is open. Come to us, you know, call us, stay home for the holidays. And it makes a huge difference in these patients to remind them that the doctor's office is there. What What's the one piece of advice that you would give to somebody just starting it based on your experience doing this? Um, don't quit, just keep, not quit the job. I'm saying quit whatever task you're trying to uh, accomplish. Um, I think that, you know, sometimes it's a hard no when, you know, they, they, oh, we don't have time for that. We do not have time to get on this app and print this, you know, paper, or go through this list or, um, you know, you just have to really, okay, well, what do we have time for, you know, and, and start there and really just keep, keep showing up and keep being consistent and, um, Something I always tell new PTS is when we're having a conversation is set up a weekly time that they know that you're coming. And um, that way it's never a discussion. Christy's going to be here every Tuesday at nine o'clock for about an hour or two. You know, <laughs> they know I'm going to be there, whether I'm helping them call a work list because nobody has time to meet me or, you know, we're, we're really deep in work and um, figuring out a game plan of what works for their office for whatever initiatives we're working on. Um, consistency and clear communication and just keep, keep at it, you know, keep at the things and keep reminding them of the basics. And um, I think there's a lot that can be done, but really the core of our work has to be the same and they have to be focused on those core initiatives to be successful. Seeing the, seeing the practice, meeting them where they're at and um, being patient with them, you know, that's a lot. I don't ever want to sound like it's, you know, that they can't do it because that is, we meet a lot of resistance at first, but, you know, the day that they, we got the experience, the shave, shared savings check, and they get to see that work paid off. It, it's just, there's nothing like it for them. Mm -hmm. So, and they're doing good work at the end of the day. You know, you can't ask for a better job where you have a great company behind you like Allidate, and then you're actually helping patients at the same time. We are a dispersed company. We have people all over the country like yourselves, but we also have a headquarters. Are there ways that headquarters does well or could do better at getting the information or some of the ideas out into the field? 
Um, I think, you know, there are a lot of good ideas and I think that I appreciate hearing, I'm a person that appreciates hearing all of it. There's different channels and there's different, you know, learning to manage it, I think is the biggest way. Um, the big thing that we have are like the podcasts and the work groups and, um, they're all really educational and it, it really is helpful to our job. And, um, I mean, I would say no, but that's just my personality. Anybody that knows me, I love to learn. So <laughs> I don't know if everybody'd answer that way, but I love it. I love, I try to listen to everything and get on everything. So I think the more, the, the better, you know, that we can learn and, um, from other people, especially, um, being in other markets, they're, they're doing really good things. And I, I would love to hear more about what they're doing.